Welcome to the Athlete Peeps Podcast with your host, Mark Farnell. Hey, and welcome to the Athlete Peeps Podcast. My name is Mark Fernald, your host, and today we're going to do something a little bit different. We are going to take a look at the NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament from a business standpoint. It just wrapped up this past week, and I have always found it interesting how much money is funneled not only into men's basketball at the collegiate level, but just the tournament itself. The numbers are absolutely staggering and i just kind of wanted to show from the athlete perspective where they are missing out to some degree there is no doubt that many of the division one men's basketball players are able to attain scholarship they are typically on a given program the mean is about 13 uh, per team that are, get a full ride. So there is some compensation for their efforts. But as the sport has grown, as the tournament has grown, more and more dollars are being poured into this event every year. March Madness falls in a very unique time. The NFL season has wrapped up. The baseball season has not yet begun. And the NBA basketball season is winding down. The playoffs aren't starting just yet. So it really hits this sweet spot that marketers want to be a part of, that beer salesmen want to be a part of, that chicken wing salesmen want to be a part of. So there's lots of different businesses that actually benefit from being a part of the men's basketball. So what is the NCAA men's basketball tournament? Well, 68 teams uh, make it to the tournament each year. Um, this tournament makes millionaires out of coaches, conference commissioners, and NCAA executives, none of the players. And the average ticket to one of these uh, basketball games, actually, I think it's for a two-pack, is $212. And that's nationwide, no matter where you go. So it's not a cheap ticket to be a part of. And that's one of the ways that they gain revenue. Another way is obviously through ad sales, um, vendors, the, uh, their food sales, it, everything is elevated during the tournament. Distracted employee cost business $6.3 billion, not million with an M, but B, billion dollars. It, it is remarkable. People taking time off to go out because the, the games start on Thursday afternoons and Friday afternoons. Uh, when it first starts. So there is so much loss for businesses and just the distraction itself. The amount of people who are participating doing a NCAA bracket are staggering. So about 130 million people voted in our last presidential election. 70 million people fill out an NCAA bracket just to kind of give you some numbers to compare it to. So there's lots of people who are vested, lots of people who care, who want to see how they're doing, their friends doing, their colleagues, whatever. TV rights have become massive. CBS and Turner Sports, they spent 19.6, again, billion dollars for the rights from 2011 to 2032. That's how much they value this tournament over a 20-plus year. Time for each year, there's 1.24 billion in ad revenue. Uh, actually, that was for the 2016 tournament, and that's up nearly 5% from 2015. 5% may not seem like a lot, 
But when you're talking about billions of dollars, you're talking a substantial amount of dollars that are being funneled uh, into the NCAA men's basketball tournament. And that money's got to go somewhere. The major players who are investing in the NCAA tournament, uh, GM, General Motors, uh, invested $93 million in 2000. Uh, AT&T uh, had $80 million invested. Coca-Cola, $47 million. And Capital One uh, had 46 million. So not a small uh, ad placement. They, they really saw this as a, uh, an important opportunity for their business and, and really sunk. So your average 30-second ad for the tournament in 2017 was $1.5 million. So what does this all mean? Well, for NCAA sports, there's the issue of amateurism. So what is amateurism? Amateurism means that you have not and will not uh, play basketball for money. You can't, have, you could not be pro prior to college and you can't be pro while you're in. They are allowed to be compensated for tuition, books, fees, other sort of things, but they are not allowed to take on a salary. And my question is, why not? Why can't we find a system where these players can start sharing in the revenue being generated I know it was started years and years and years ago with the idea that it, it wasn't meant to be the moneymaker that it was. It was meant to provide a platform where kids could compete and play and the school would have something to bring some spirit and everybody wins. But now it's grown into this uh, massive business venture that I think the players should really be a part. I don't necessarily have the solution. I would love to understand from some of you what you think would be a good way to start divvying up some of these funds, but it's just growing at such a massive rate that it really needs to be addressed. Some numbers to throw out there. Mike Krzyzewski, who is the head coach of Duke Basketball, he's been there for several years. He is now making nearly $9 million a year as a head basketball. The NCAA president, uh, Mark Emmerts, his annual salary is coming in at $1.9 million, and he'll be making that amount through 2020. The University of Kentucky has the highest valued collegiate basketball program, and it's estimated to come in at $342 million. That's just the basketball program. We're not talking the whole entire athletics program. This is just their basketball program. College basketball is, is facing some tough times now. Since it's grown into this massive beast where economics are, are playing more and more into how the NCAA basketball tournament and the seasons are run, it's, it's playing a large factor in what student-athletes are doing. It's playing into their academics. It's playing into their professional careers. So it's all factoring together. And they're uncovering all these issues that are at these very large D1 programs. Right now, there are 50 college programs that could possibly implicate uh, in corruption, which are using payments to players. How else are you going to attain um, these players and be able to uh, incentivize them to come to your school if you're not able to give them a little something extra? Nowadays, you're only required to spend one year in NCAA basketball in order to go pro. So a lot of these times, if these kids are top prospects, they're only staying for a small window of time. And then moving on, why would they stay? They have millions of dollars waiting for them uh, in the NBA or even other professional sports, there's still going to be hundreds of thousands of dollars. Louisville 
is the one that's in serious trouble. So 123 wins have been vacated from their program. Included in that is their 2013 national title. That's how much risk (laughs) they have put into this to be able to recruit players and to get the best talent there. They find it's been worthwhile to cheat the system and now have lost all these wins to stay competitive. 160. $0.5 $0.5 million in basketball funds was distributed to D1 schools in 2006-2006. So once the tourney wraps up, finishes, t- taking their dollar amount, they then distribute back to the schools based on how far they made in the tournament. There's different factors that are played into how it gets distributed. But that total dollar amount is what was given back to the one programs. Scholarships. Let's talk, talk scholarships. The average scholarship, again... Assuming 13 full rides on an NCAA men's basketball team is valued at about $38,000. They factored to USA Today actually came out with a report saying the average scholarship is worth somewhere between $120,000 and $130,000. What they did was they factored in $70,000 for for a coach a year. That's ridiculous so they split the coach's salary by 15 players and that's how they arrived at that number i find that a little bit ridiculous i don't know why they would factor in like uh, uh that as a kid i would have to pay for my coach it's really not my responsibility. at least that's my own so even if they are making let's say 120 130k it's highly highly undervalued comparatively speaking to what these programs are hauling in according to uh, a report put out by the NCAA and the FBS reports that the average, this is the average median revenue of a basketball program is $2.75 million. And that's after paying for coach, paying for everything else. So the program itself is taking in nearly $3 million that the players are missing out. So what does that mean moving forward? We've got to find a way as ad space dollars, that that amount increases, that the ticket prices increase that the amount of followers increase the the amount of people who are participating and filling in ncaa brackets it it just becomes such a large business not to mention the fact that 10.4 billion dollars was wagered on the 2017 tournament that is actually double the amount that was spent on the super bowl that one year so there's a lot of participation a lot of dollars that are flowing around that need to be looked at I'm a huge NCAA men's basketball. I'm a basketball fan, period. But I do love the NCAA tournament. And I'm looking forward to seeing some changes. The NBA is having some issues with it. Um, Foreign professional leagues are having some issues with it. They have to find a way to compensate uh, these players so they are incentivized to go and spend more time in college and to actually fulfill their end of the bargain which is learning a a skill a trade in college so they can have a degree coming out of this players it's not even on their radar nowadays because they they're only looking to go in for that one year two years or what have you just to kind of polish their skills and then move on and play pro ball if it's not in the nba then it's in the d or it's overseas but why wouldn't they they only have a certain amount of time where they're going to be able to play at that high level and they've got to go and get the money while they can so i think there needs to be some overhaul in the ncaa system and to start paying those players 
I'd love to hear what you have to say about this. Obviously, you know my stance on it, but uh, yeah, let's see if we can't get these these folks paid. I think it's about that time. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, I really am thankful that you're a part of uh, my podcast here, and I hope to see you next time. Until then, get out there and be awesome. Hey, thanks for listening to the Athlete Peeps podcast today. I realize you have many choices, and I appreciate you spending your time here with me. Please subscribe and make sure you leave us a review and tell us how you think we're doing. I certainly appreciate it. Now, I want you to get after it. Go out there and be awesome. See you next time.